Hi, Eloise here. Welcome to this week's Dose of Truth podcast as we look at the card of the week. And we've got a good one for today. It's a nice card. So look forward to that. Meanwhile, I want to jump on again and talk to you about the Dose of Truth tarot course slash membership slash what we're creating because it's still a concept. (laughs) But we've had a few people signing up already and we are excited to be doing a course with Terry Ann on tarot throughout most of 2021 into 2022 because we're going to start mid-February and we're going to do a whole year of teaching with Q&A, with support, with demos, with anything else that everybody needs, building a beautiful community of people that want to learn tarot, whether you want to learn professionally or just for yourself. This is going to be a deep dive into tarot. We're really just going to have some fun and learn about ourselves and people and the world around us. So it might help your relationships uh, <laughs> or lack of them. <laughs> but we are going to have a magical time and we're putting together a special offer if you want to join us. We are going to do a one-off payment if you want to come on as a founding member. Now, at the end of the year, we're going to carry this on forever, but you just need to pay this one-off fee or you can do it in instalments. And either way, you'll be with us for the journey, not just for the year, but beyond. And so we're very excited. Now, we've had a few questions coming in. People are asking things, of course, because, you know, that's the nature of it. So we're going to do a webinar on Wednesday, the 20th of January 2021 at eight o'clock UK London time. So if you want to jump on, uh, if you can't find anywhere to sign up, drop me an email. You can e- email us at info at doseoftruthtarot.com or one word, dose of truth tarot, and ask and I will send you the invite. We'd love to have you on board. And if you've got any questions, You know, you can put them in in advance if you can't join us live and we will answer them during the session. So, without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode. But I just wanted to jump on, say hello and let you know about that. Hope some of you can join us. Take care, have a great week and enjoy this week's episode. Bye. Hello. Hi everyone, podcast land and Terry Ann. Oh, you're still in my turn. (laughs) 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 okay guys uh, let me tell you uh the first thing that's is starting to already come up and especially for you know people are more highly sensitive is this mercury in retrograde is coming up yay and (laughs) you know uh, the part i like about mercury you know, this is my intuitive view, is that, you know, it, it's a great place for us to slow down and, you know, get in tune with what we're we're doing in the world. But also, you know, there are a lot of occur. So it's January 30th to February 21st. For those of us who are a little bit more sensitive, we might notice that things are uh, going off. Like last week, um on the 13th of january 
I had this sense that I should get a new hot water bottle. And I went online and right. checked it out. And I decided I didn't like them. <laughs> I did it really late at night, so I wasn't really into it. So I said, oh, I'll wait to just see what I need to do. So uh, I, I filled up the old hot water bottle and wow. uh, it exploded <laughs> and burnt all the skin off my buttocks. Lovely. So I was like, huh, what's going on? So, so for those of you who have already experienced what's going on, look at Bird doesn't, doesn't like this. Uh, he's, he's like reacting or something mm. to the... <laughs> either he's reacting to your bottom i'm not paying attention to him or he's like yes guys mercury is happening and i'm gonna get all excited <laughs> all right so bird we're gonna do a tarot card today all right sweetie so here's the tarot cards he's looking at them now going what are those things let me chew on them and we're gonna we're gonna see what's going on because the 30th is next week isn't it or is it so we're in the, the reading for the 20th today so 30th is the so end it's of next week days, yeah. 10 days from yeah. now so i was already experiencing you know well, that energy and it's supposed to come in about two weeks before and run to two weeks after the actual date so exactly yeah. so if you're you know when you're intuitive you're already picking yeah. it up so yeah, it could be impacting some of you, especially since those of you who are listening to this are likely intuitive, right? You're already tuning in. So here we go. I know we've got some new listeners who've been, um, you know, off-site uh, asking me, you know, questions about the tarot. They've been asking me, you know, what, what do I do to start studying, especially if I'm not going to be a tarot reader. Some people just want to do it for their own, uh, their own purposes, yeah. etc. So I'd like to say that, you know, in the study of an individual card, to the extent that we do it on these podcasts, is is like can be life altering when you when you really go inside and understand the reflection of these cards. So with that in mind, to anchor the work we'll do today, and we'll see how you like it. Um, see if you notice a difference, is to look at, well, each card can be this determination of our um, um, whole view of life, right? So I mentioned that, oh, the hot water bottle exploded and, you know, I got third degree burns. The skin came off immediately in layers yeah. and blisters. Yeah, stop there. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people said to me, you know, I felt really good after it. I, I'm, you know, I felt really great. I was highly dynamic, highly energized. And everybody's going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, well, no, I did some treatments on it, and it felt better. It wasn't burning anymore, and uh, a little bit gross, but that's fine. And um, <laughs> it's good to laugh at the grossness. But I, I realized how much we get involved with negative or positive, but we don't actually know whether something is negative yeah. or positive. We really don't know. We don't know what the outcome will be. You know, we don't know if it, you know, from you know, uh, the day this happened, I was feeling, you know, low energy. And once it occurred, there was high energy. So I'm like, what did that do for me? Yeah. So, yes, it wasn't very nice. But what did it do for me? I didn't find my brain was, was fried. I didn't find I went into overwhelm. 
you know, it's like, oh, this just totally brought a new energy in. So, you know, did it go down the bladder meridian and support the movement of that bladder meridian? Did it um, bring more heat in? I mean, to an extreme extent that supported me? Well, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, it created a blister, all right. Um, maybe it was too extreme as a, as a healing technique, but we know that the body will do things to heal itself. Like, um, you know, one of the well-known ways is we'll hit, you know, our toe, let's say, or break it or, you know, in a certain place. And depending which toe, depending on uh, which one it is, it'll, it'll kind of impact that meridian, yeah. right? And if you impact that meridian, uh, it can impact... Uh, the whole body mind. So with that in mind, yeah. uh, with, a, with a story, I can tell you lots oh, yeah. of stories about good dad. <laughs> but maybe today we can start with the Shakespeare, uh, really ground ourselves into the Shakespeare quote, nothing is good or bad, only thinking it makes it so. Mm. That's a lovely way to start your tarot reading whatever card you pick for yourself and if you're going through all of our podcasts you're really learning in you know in many ways uh sometimes very in depth and sometimes getting a good you know basic understanding of cards so one two three and here we go and look at that it is the six in the major arcana so this is the lovers I love this card because it's it represents the Gemini, uh, the sign of Gemini. And I am Gemini. <laughs> I was born in Gemini. So let's see what the lovers are about. So when we go inside of ourselves, the lovers is about the union between our masculine and feminine. It's the union of both the abilities of either the masculine and feminine. And as I've mentioned several times before, you can discover what your masculine does and what your feminine does. So when we look at different systems, like the chakra system, we know the lower three chakras are earth elements, so they're feminine, the earth chakras. And the upper three chakras are um, the masculine, chakras that's a good way to start just thinking of different systems and how they bring in masculine and feminine of course i'm going to give you some details we're going to see what i bring up intuitively for today and it feels so much like the um the energy of the planet can often dismiss the feminine because we are external viewing people very often, right? It's the, uh, you know, the, the consumer generations that have developed. We often believe we are our appearance. We believe we are our body. We believe we are what someone says about us. So if somebody said, even, this is my, my favorite one, somebody hears somebody else talking and they feel insulted. Why would you feel insulted by what someone says? Well, because you think something about yourself. That means you have no insight. You're, you're externally viewed. So if we look at the lovers, it needs to come together. There's a way in which we deal with the world. That's our masculine. 
goes out there, you know, it takes action, it moves. But the feminine is passive dynamic. So it's a dynamic energy on the inside where we're having insight. And the more we have insight, the more we understand, the more we look within the inner world, the more we begin to understand um, how we function in our masculine and feminine as human beings in this world, but also our connected, our, well, it's not really our connection. Uh, everything, if you've heard this expression, everything is consciousness. So if everything is consciousness, well, so am I. But when we focus on the outside, on the external manifest material world, then we don't see that everything is consciousness. We just have this externalized vision. So this card is a call to the union of the masculine and feminine to be able to go, well, I have to deal with my world. Sure, I have to get up, go go to work, I need to clean my body, otherwise I'm gonna smell, right? <laughs> You're gonna collect bugs or, you know, I need to wash my hands. Uh, it's nice to wear clean clothes. I mean, if we don't wear clean clothes, you don't have to. You don't wanna, you don't have to. But you might have difficulty having relationships with other people in the world, yeah. right? I remember when, when I was a kid, you know, you'd go to Europe and in Europe, you know, we didn't have uh, you know, deodorants, they didn't have, you know, all kinds of things to arrest the smell. Showers weren't as um, prevalent in, in Europe as they are here. When I was a kid oh, yeah. uh, in France, oh yeah, you're European. I yeah, get it. Well, you're not oh, European, yeah. you're British, but, but <laughs> oh, when, oh, you yeah. know, when I, when it was, it was really a culture shock for me to go to France and you were, you're staying at someone's house and you're only permitted to have a shower on shower day. And I was like, what? Yeah. You know, and before I left, I knew that. And I remember there was a product called Psst. It was a, a dry shampoo you would put in your, in your hair uh, to, to clean it out. So I had like these bottles of Psst. That's a great name. In my suitcase, <laughs> you know, to go over to Europe. I was an obsessive yeah. I used to take, you know, two showers and a bath a day. I would just be obsessive when I was young. I didn't want to smell. I couldn't, you know, being high sensitive, I didn't like smells. I didn't like dirt on me. I didn't like dirt on my fingers. I also had allergies. So I was constantly cleaning. So this was really hectic for me to go over to Europe and not take a shower for an entire week. They weren't, weren't gonna let you take a shower. Yeah. Now it's not like that. Now, now the Europeans yeah. take showers. We daily. used to have the, but in those days, the bath day and that was it. Well, the bath day. a week, we'd right. have a bath. We didn't have a shower in my house till I was about 15, I think. There you go, yeah. right. And that's your generation. Yeah. You're younger than I am, you know? So so that's fascinating that it was. it still continued. And, and, you know, now I go internationally and most people, I mean, obviously people who have homes and hot water and electricity, et cetera, which, you know, every day is increasing. More and more people are, are taken out of poverty just by having electricity. But when we, when we look at those, uh, why was I bringing this up? Do <laughs> I need to go back yeah. and, you know. Male, uh, female. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's male, female, but I was trying, I was, I had a purpose to saying this and now I've lost it. Was it was like, you, so wouldn't, just get, you wouldn't get a relationship if you didn't have clean clothes. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, of course. 
right? In Europe, you might have. So I was thinking of, you know, that there were no showers in Europe. So when Europeans came over to Canada and, you know, you'd get on the bus and there was a, a newly landed immigrant, um, you know, they, they didn't have deodorant. I remember it was quite a struggle when I was a kid, you know, that, that people didn't wear deodorant. And now it's not something you necessarily find. It's like once in a blue moon, mm. but the culture permeates the individual. I know, of course, it's a lot better. Whereas people would, you know, wonder why people pulled away from them, why they were distracted. So, of course, you do not have to clean if you don't want to. I mean, that's fine. But when you're looking at your life, you can't blame others for not wanting to smell your own. Yeah. And what we tend to do is externalize and say, well, you're the one who doesn't like my smell and you should accept me anyway. Well, I, you know, that's not always necessarily possible. You know, humans have a high intolerance to extreme smells. Um, visually, you know, if you go to a practitioner and your practitioner has, you know, greasy hair and dirty fingernails and cats crawling all over the tables <laughs> with hair on them, you know, really nice. well, and this is a real yeah. circumstance. I'm not making right. this up. I, I'm not making this up I, at all. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a big thing. You've had that, yeah, well? especially if the place isn't clean as well. I went somewhere that had coffee like stains on the walls and like where people's hair had been greasing on the wall. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know. Um, that you can see a lot of practices have to renovate, you know, like you go down eight years, of course, everything's going to get dirty and messy and you have to go in and close everything up and redo it. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, why do we do that? We don't do it to show off. We do it because it's unpleasant. It's unpleasant to go into a doctor's office and, you know, all the walls are scuffed and, you know, here, especially we have we have winter and the winter dirt gets trafficked in. I mean, your place is an absolute mist by the end of, of a year. So, you know, there's a massive cleaning done, but sometimes you have to repaint annually, mm -hmm. right? Certain, yeah. certain areas. Right? So, yeah, um, you might be insulted. So when I brought up, if I'm externally viewing the world and I believe the world should meet my view, that, that I should have my view of the world met. You should accept me even though I smell. You should accept me even though I'm dirty. You should come to my clinic even though cats are gonna crawl all over you because it's your fault, you're an asthmatic and you're allergic. You should deal with that and stop denying it. I've had that happen oh. too, where you, know, you go in for a particular treatment and I go, look, you've got an animal you need to put it out of the room and open up the window so I can breathe more readily. Oh, no, no, you're in resistance. I've heard that oh. very often. Um, you know, or people will say, haven't you heard of this treatment, which of which I do treatments with? And I'm like, wow, you're being so sarcastic about this. But why would my allergy to an animal be the priority mm. when I go for a session? Why would be that be the first thing? It's not for me. And I could go into a lot of details over the years of insight, you know, hearing people accusing me of, 
of blocking my capacity that I'm afraid of animals, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Someone has told me, you're just afraid of animals. You have no relationship. I'm like, I have a bird, for God's sakes. I'm not allergic to birds. (laughs) I can have birds. Uh, so, So it's really interesting to see people's perspectives. So when we don't look at within and see, wow, we're all individuals. And, we, you know, we'll have a different manifestation of who we are. But to be offended that someone else is different or thinks differently means we have not looked within and we have a definitive imbalance between the masculine and feminine. What's the result? Well, it certainly is not love. Mm. And that's the lover's. You know, it's loving the differences between my masculine and feminine because they support each other. Yeah. You know, how beautiful. Because it's love. Everything that is tied together here is all about love. You know, love, love, love. And when we cannot love someone else's viewpoint of the world, that requires self-reflection, not externalized reflection. Not looking at the other, trying to change the other. It is going within and changing ourselves. Because if I'm at peace with someone's attitude, even if they're terrible, yeah. I can use love to transmute it. That's the lovers. Yay! So get your lovers on today. Go inside. <laughs> get to know your feminine. Get to know what she does. You know, most, most people don't know that the feminine is disruptive. But you can kind of look around and see, sure, the feminine's disruptive. It yeah. is. The feminine is where, you know, our emotions come up. The emotions are so feminine. You know, the limbic brain is feminine. The cortical brain, more masculine. The left brain, masculine. The right brain, feminine. You know, people haven't labeled these things for 5,000 years because they didn't know what they were talking about. Right? It just made it. They did do a self-study. But it doesn't mean you have to follow what someone else said. You need to have insight. Now, I want to re-emphasize insight because some people think just going into your head is insight. No, that's going into the masculine. Please hear me. Mm -hmm. Just going inside your head and your thoughts is going into the masculine. No, you're going into the feminine requires a little deeper dive. Uh, One of Eloise's uh, famous terms, a deep dive. (laughs) Sure, you need a deep dive to figure it out. Because if you think you know about the feminine and masculine, likely you don't. You got to go inside to figure it out. And it takes time. I'm still in the process of studying it, understanding it. My students challenge me. And it, it's beautiful. I love when they ask questions. I love when they say, yeah, but, and I, and I sit and I think about it. I don't just assume uh, that what I've figured out so far is the truth. I keep exploring. And as I explore, I find better and better ways of seeing myself. Then I explain what I see. Mm. That's all. But it doesn't mean it's fact until you realize it. The most, you know, I like looking around when we have a harmony, usually we're all thinking the same thing, meaning a loving energy. So, you know, my, my partner, you know, 
when I met him after the first month, he did something really fascinating. So this is not his field of study. He's an engineer, uh, very left-brained, very masculine, but also a very gentle, gentle mm. man. But masculine thinking, you know, engineering, all of that. And I walked in one day, so I had worked till 8 p.m. It was about 9 p.m. by the time I came to his home. And, you know, I was very, and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And he looked at me and he said, oh, I'm just going to wait till you get into your feminine. <laughs> I was so shocked because that was his feminine disrupting my masculine. Yeah. I was so shocked he even knew what that was. Yeah, it's great. Like, he doesn't study it. Sometimes I talk about these things and he says, I don't know what you're talking about. But yet, that day, what prompted him to say such a thing? Yeah. You know, but for him, it was more like, well, your sensual self, the one that comes in and cuddles me, the one that, you know, the, when you're more like a woman. But he didn't say woman, he said feminine, which I found really, you know, mind blowing. But he, he didn't actually know what he was saying. He's just saying when you're more feminine. Mm. So I heard when you're, you know, I don't know if he said when you're in your feminine or when you're more feminine, then I'll interact with you. <laughs> and I was really, you know, that moment clarified for me. It was so beautiful because I could say, I could really see, wow, my masculine is active. It's, you know, doing all these things. It's uh, bringing home the bacon. <laughs> it's protecting me. And then I meet up with my own masculine partner, my male partner. And he just goes, okay, uh, sure, you did all of that all day, but I'm here now. Yeah. And you can sink back. In. I shot into my feminine in a moment. I was back in, you know, I took off my coat and boots and, you know, just went in like a little cuddly, you know, kitten and <laughs> cuddled into him. And he goes, oh, that's more like it, <laughs> you know. It was really cool. Yeah. So you can find out things uh, from people who aren't even necessarily studying these things, but they're well aware. Yeah. Now, I'll bring in a little thing just to help you out. One more thing to help you all out. When I've been doing tarot, you know, this years of study of the feminine and the the masculine, because we've got a bunch of female cards in the court cards, and we've got a bunch of male cards. And as I've mentioned before, I don't look at it as women and men, because a man could show up as, as a female. It doesn't mean he's gay. It doesn't mean anything about it necessarily sexuality. It just tells us what um, whether he's in his masculine or feminine more, and the same for a woman. So oftentimes, you know, we'll think that our masculine qualities are feminine and our feminine qualities are masculine. This is, you know, I'd say, okay, you don't want to categorize. You don't want to look at your feminine and masculine. You don't want to see the differences. You think there's no difference between the two. Uh, I, th I think that's a real mistake because most people who are having a difficult time having a relationship mm. and they want one usually have a distorted view of their own masculine and feminine. Yeah. And that, that's suffering. This is to help us out of our own suffering. 
So getting to know ourselves, like we get to know cells in the body, we get to know DNA, we get to know, you know, how we operate, um, not only in the world, but internally, our connection to all of the collective, to the superconscious, to divinity, etc. We're just learning about all these things. And it does support us. It gives us a way to be supported. So here's a classic, classic example. And it is very repetitive in this day and age where a woman will come. And I'm being very specific that it's a woman because I really don't find this in the men that I work with. We can talk about that another time if anyone's interested. But women will come they for reading. They would like a man in their lives and they're insistently delineating what that man should be like. Mm. And usually the cards match the way they speak. You will see a masculine and, uh, sorry, either two female cards upside down, one representing the queerance and one representing who they want as a partner. It's usually two females upside mm. down. So that means... I do not know my own feminine because it's upside down. And not knowing my feminine, I expect that from my masculine, which is expecting an upside down feminine. So usually <clears throat> I respond, you should not be dating a man. You're looking for a woman. And if you continue, continue on this trajectory, <laughs> you will continue either to be alone or you should date a woman. Mm. Now, some people laugh. Some people go, what are you talking mm -hmm. about? Some people go, huh? you know, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, but what you are asking for is a yeah. woman. When you're asking for someone to be loving and caring and, you know, nurturing, that is feminine. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely true. Cool. So date a woman. <laughs> Date a woman. You don't need a man. Yeah. Date a woman. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm not trying to be funny at all because it's really, if you're not going to date a woman, it also means you don't really know men nor like them the way they are. You want to change them into a woman. Yeah. And that is really bizarre. But you'll notice that if readings come up like that, you can always share with me. When they do come up like that with, with someone who is asking for a partner and doesn't have one and is struggling, you might notice this occurs quite mm. often. You will notice that there's a distortion in the feminine and masculine, and they will continue suffering until they realize that, no, you're, you're, you have a feminine masculine. You need to get to know it. And when you're in a partnership, if you are... A woman who wants a man, it's going to vary, as we know. Some people want men to men, women to women. Some people want, you know, many different, uh, what do they call it, polyamorous. Mm. You know, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you, you've manifested and who you want to sleep with as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. And it's both, you know, volitional on both ends. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. That's, that has nothing to do with the cards. But what does have to do with the cards is that you that we are always alternating between our feminine and masculine. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm always moving between my feminine and masculine. They're always at different um, balances with each other. Sometimes I can be extremely in my masculine and my feminine 
is just quiet. You know, I, I don't need to get involved with her at the moment. So I'm highly masculine. And that's fine. That's a particular balance. Sometimes, like in this moment, my masculine is talking, sorting through what my feminine's trying to say intuitively with what's going on with the planet, what's going on with the card. The two are balancing, let's say, on a level playing field. And maybe sometimes my my feminine goes a little bit higher. That's when you start seeing me going off a little bit. And my masculine comes back in and says, hey, go Come on, intuition. I know you're there, but we need to organize what you're talking about for people to understand. So you can see that the feminine and masculine are always working together. And sometimes I have to go in and say, hey, masculine, could you explain what I'm intuiting? Yeah. I, I do that sometimes. You you probably heard me do it. What am I talking about? Why am I saying this? Mm. Right? That was my masculine going, hey, feminine. Don't go off on a tangent. Come back here. Boy, you. Right? And, and so we, we were able to retrace. That's the masculine yeah. retracing. That's not the feminine. She would just go continue going on whatever tra trajectory she wants to, un, ungrounded, unanchored. Yeah. Right? We, want, we want the two of them to work together. So, uh, And it's not about getting them to work perfectly. It's getting to know them and seeing how they support each other and help mm. each other it's not about them you know the masculine feminine doesn't control me uh i don't control them we work together in harmony that's where the upper masculine chakras and the lower feminine chakras meet in the heart center and that's the lovers mm. you know it, it, throughout my life it's been so interesting every every person i've ever gone to that gave me a reading or, you know, did private private sessions with different people, uh, different teachers. And every single one of them always said, you are just big bunch of water. <laughs> You're a huge amount of water. And we know water is love. Yeah. You know, it's it's emotions. It's, it's all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah kind of good to get to know yourself yeah you know and and i learned so oh, yeah you are all about loving uh, people my love for everyone but the place that i had a difficulty with was bringing all that love to myself mm. so it's got to go inside it can't just be i love everybody which is how i used to be now it's about oh if when I completely love myself, warts and mm. I can do nothing but love everyone else. Yeah. And that's it. All right, my loves. Cool. Everyone in podcast land, have a beautiful week. <laughs> Let us know what you would like to hear about, if anything, what you'd like me to focus on. Hope you're studying your tarot cards along with our podcast and enjoy your beautiful week and we're slowly getting into mercury and retrograde mm. fun fun <laughs> let's see what happens i love you Eloise, yeah. darling thank you for always being on with me and anchoring me and reminding me what that's I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> love you have a Take great care. week Bye.